Hundred Centum Sto Cien Son. That is 100 in Dutch, Latin, Polish, Spanish, and French, and this is the 100th episode of the Empowered Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. You know, last week's episode, it was 99. Uh, it was called How to How to Write a Book, Get It Published, and Become a Number One Best-Selling Author with my friend Jimmy Burgess. If you go to the iTunes store, if you go to elleriewells.com slash iTunes, I think it will take you right there. It took a while to get into get listed there. I don't know why. If you know, let me know so I can either make the change, do an update, whatever. But it is, at one point, if you look at that popularity uh, scale there on the right side of, of iTunes, you guys made episode 99. It was all the way to the right. It was all the way to popular. And right now, just scrolling through as of this moment, 97 and 98 are pretty dang close. Uh, or 99 are pretty dang close with uh, 98 being still extremely popular. And that makes me happy, guys, uh, because that was a solo episode number 98, How to Identify Your Avatar, Have More Focus, and what was the rest of it, and Make a Bigger Impact. And I truly believe that when we when we focus, we can have more of an impact. And I've used this analogy before. It's like when you have, you know, an open palm, uh, you can slap somebody, but if you, if you clench your fist, if you close your fist and you focus that force, you can punch somebody a whole lot harder than you can slap them. So, so keep that in mind as you're going out about your business. Anyway, in today's episode, I am with Eric Fisher and I've had Eric Fisher on before, but one of my members, another another experts call here, another member was asking about how to find that work-life balance. These are entrepreneurs, and, and you might fit into this category yourself. If you're an entrepreneur, and you are trying to figure out how to start a business in the margins of your life, in that extra time. <laughs> we all laugh, right? Oh, if only I had extra time. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We all have the exact same amount of time in the day that a billionaire would have as a homeless guy on the street. And before I forget, I want you to go over to ellerywells.com and scroll down and you find my blog there. And I've got a post. It's from this week. And uh, it's been shared over 31 times already today. Apparently, people are really liking that too. But it's called How to Be More Effective, Enjoy Life, and Accomplish Your Goals. The title might change because I split test those. But the content is all about two key things to being more effective, whether that's having your avatar defined, whether that's finding extra time to work on your business or write blog posts, record podcasts, write your book. Uh, and I talk about what those two things are in that post. If you want the short link, if you're sitting there at your, at your desk or at your browser and you want to type it in, you can go to lraywells.com slash effective slash effective and you'll see what I'm talking about there. You'll see the first thing that you've got to have if you want to be more effective is a system. And the second thing, not necessarily in that order, 
is purpose. And I list out 26 different ways to manage yourself and be more effective. And that's what we talk about in today's episode. It honestly, it just kind of uh, lines up. I didn't really do it on purpose, but it lines up with this podcast episode today. This is actually an interview I did back in October of 2015 with Eric. Life is an entrepreneur how tough it can be, and how to make it work. And again, this is a a condensed version. If you want the full thing with all of the video and behind-the-scenes Q&A that went on with the members, please go and become a membership site member. You can get started for just a dollar. It's absolutely worth your time. I mean, what what's the value of a dollar? I don't think you can get much more value for us for 100 pennies Hey, 100 pennies for 100 episodes. Uh, I don't know how much more value you can get for a dollar than joining my membership site because you'll get a, you'll get full access to this call. But here's what we talked about. Derek asked, what are the top three tools to use daily to keep your busy life in order? I think he was talking about like Trello or Asana or some of these these time management apps uh, that you can use. Derek also asks if Twitter is dying and what other tools you can use like podcast uh, for your podcast to possibly pass traditional radio because of course Eric Fisher is a is a podcaster. Rusty asked about being in the military and finding time and he understands that we all sacrifice the little things now so we can have the awesome things later. You've heard me talking about saying no to the good things so you can say yes to the great and amazing things. Rocco asked about deciphering different distractions. What is what is just mental resistance and how do you balance that with, with testing and trying things that work and experimenting with failure? It's a great call, guys. I know you're going to enjoy this call with Eric Fisher from beyond the to-do list. Stick around. I've got a couple announcements after the episode about what to expect, how we're going to move forward, and I want to share those with you. I can't wait. So let's go right into the episode. Today's guest is a productivity expert, a friend of mine that I got to meet in 2014 and interview him uh, on the at the podcast pavilion at New Media Expo. So he's a productivity expert. He's got a podcast. He does the social media and community for Social Media Examiner. And uh, he's pretty much the expert on uh, getting things done. So let's welcome to the show and to the call, Eric Fisher. Thanks for having me. What's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. Dude, man, you, I, I posted on Facebook today. Someone, I think, cut down my tree in my backyard. What? I know. Why? I don't know. It was the only, we planted these little bitty trees and it had leaves on it. It was the only one with leaves and I think someone cut it. It's just too clean of lines to have been an animal. I don't know. That's totally that's, off topic. That's of so weird. But I'm still bitter about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you wouldn't be bringing it up. I know. I, was, I, I, I caught a glimpse out the window here in the office and I was like, you know what? That's, that's still bugging me. So anyway, um, Eric, thanks for coming and talking to the membership site today. I had, I don't remember exactly who it was, but someone asked for you by name. They said, oh, I would love to have Eric Fisher. Um, I think he mentioned beyond the to-do list and, you know, how do I fit all of this stuff in my life? Um, if I think it might have been Derek who asked, I'm not sure, but he had. If it is Derek, he just had 
uh, his first kid, and he just also signed his first client, um, first paid uh, client. So he's got a lot going on. A lot of the members have a lot going on. They've got families. They've got jobs. And they, I want to learn from you as well, but we all want to learn from you. How do you balance it all? So give us uh, maybe a 10,000-foot view of what you're doing now, and then we'll dive into how we got there. Sure. Uh, let's see here. Um, any, let me start by saying this caveat that any amount of balance that I've learned to do has <laughs> been by trial and error and by adding on too much and then realizing it and then scaling back a bit and deciding what's most important. You got to know that first off, because that's where we all are. That's like, that's where we start from is we have certain things that we've either chosen the responsibility of or, uh, you know, if you're, if you're in a day job and they then give you responsibilities, you then owe them that. So, uh, and then we have stuff we want to do that's our own that we want to take on. And then we kind of, anyway, you know where I'm going. And then a new video game comes out and you're like, <laughs> how am I going to make time for this? I know. Right. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> seriously, this new baby's cutting way into my video game time. It, there you go. Exactly. I've been there. That's not the case right now. In fact, right now I'm not playing games at all, but I don't miss it. I'm too busy with other stuff, but uh, I've been in that scenario. Trust me. Um, let's see. Yeah, 10,000 foot view. Um, let's go with the thing that takes up the, probably the biggest amount of my time right now, or at least that's, you know, what, what it seems like. And I, and I actually, let me swap it family first. Let's go there. <laughs> I was going to say social media examiner, but you know, I, I, it, what some of us don't remember is that even if we have a day job, you don't spend the majority of your time at that day job. You actually spend it home with your family and friends. And I think we forget that sometimes we, we think, Oh, 40 hours a week. Well, it's only 40 hours a week or more depending upon what you're doing. But, uh, yeah, that's the thing for me. So I've been married. I should probably have that answer quicker than I just said, but, um, <laughs> Let's put you on the spot. When is it's, your anniversary? It's oh. it's August tenth, uh, two thousand two. So it's thirteen years. Okay, as yeah. of just a couple months ago. Uh, so we've been married for thirteen years, known each other for like fourteen ish. Um, I have two kids, a daughter who's going to turn eleven in a couple months, and a son who just turned four. They take up a lot of time, I bet. in a good way, and uh, yeah. So that's that's really key right there. It's just to remember that. Any other amount of accomplishment that I have doesn't really matter as much if I don't have them along for the ride. And more so, maybe a per paradigm shift here is they're not along on my ride. It's our ride together as a family. And sometimes it's like easy that. to forget that too. So um, so that's that comes first, first and foremost. And that means sometimes I get up early, so I have my me time, so I'm in a good place to then help them and serve them before I go off and do other things throughout the day. Um, second piece, second biggest piece I would say is social media examiner. I'm community manager there. I work in coordinating and helping out with all the different social networks that they're on, um, on live blab shows, on uh, where we talk about you know the new latest and crazy news and social media uh, that broke that week. Um, I'm on their Facebook. I'm on their Twitter. I'm I'm their main guy on their Twitter account. Um, 
what else? It's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. It's a lot of meetings. It's a lot of strategizing, testing. Um, so that's, and, and that's flexible. Again, it's not, you know, a set 40 hours a week. I am salaried. That wasn't how it was originally. Uh, I used to work at a university. It's been what a year and a half now that I've been with social media examiner. Mike kind of hand picked me. Oh, cool. So that was fun. Um, then there's the podcast. That's, that's the part-time job at this point on the side. It's been three years in the, in the making, uh, or in the continuation. It's, uh, just past its third birthday here back in August of 2015. It's started in August, 2012. Uh, I've got about 115 episodes out as of right now. A lot of different conversations with a lot of different people. Coordinating that is a bit tricky sometimes, but I've, gradually moved into batch processing that where I will do a large chunk of about a month or two of shows and then process them through and then I've got them and then my margin works better. What's your schedule on that, Eric? It didn't seem like it's quite one a week. Yeah, it well, and it has been at times. It's actually more now. One, it's, it's going back to once a week, I should say. It's okay. been crazy a little recently. I would say that uh, in the three years, it's always been my aim to be at the one a week level, but once in a while, I've got to take some time off from that show. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I just, I just have to, I think, think we all need to do that. Do you, th- as, as I see a recent trend and someone had suggested it to me cause I'm looking at what I need to do with my show next, trying to figure out not only what I want to do, but really what's going to move the needle for the listener each and every episode. So I'm kind of up in the air in this kind of limbo period. Um, what is something with your podcast that is that has really worked? Do you think it comes down to having that consistent weekly schedule or I know this. There are there are listeners who if there's not an episode out there consistently, they ask where where is it? That's a good feeling. Like yeah. you want people to want you back like that. <laughs> so I I'm committing to that more than I ever did before. Um what do you think about seasons? I don't, I don't, I've, I've debated about this with other podcasters and I've wondered, is there merit to that? I think there is. I think that if you were to say, if I were to do a theme, like if I were to say, Hey, I'm going to talk to, and I've actually thought about this. What if I get a bunch of different people who created all those different task management systems out there, you know, uh, OmniFocus, Todoist, Nosby, you know, if, if I listed off a bunch of them and I did them all and then I put them out there all at once as a season, that'd be cool. It's all the same theme. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think other people would say, well, having one new consistent episode out there is going to get you more downloads per episode and not break subscriptions and things like that. And I kind of hear what they're saying when it comes to that. Um, so I would almost treat it as seasons, but still episodically do it like, like how they do it on TV. They, they shoot the whole season and then they air one at a time. So I, as you're asking, as you're asking this, I'm thinking, what does anybody really know? And not in a sarcastic way, but, but, but. you get Netflix that will come out. You know, we, we used to have 22, 23, 24 episode seasons and they lasted right. six months. And then we had, 
the fall hiatus. We had a break over Christmas. And what happens to all of that? And then the writer's strike back in 2004. That's when I stopped watching Lost, by the way. And then you've got Netflix in the last couple of years who comes out. And I, I have to assume they've had massive success, which is dropping 13 episodes, which is almost what HBO does. They do 10 right. or 13. Um, so I, I'm, I, this is not exactly what I had planned on, on asking <laughs> you about, but for someone, I mean, being a podcaster in 2012, you're almost the old man in the room when it comes, I mean, not quite. There's people who have podcasted longer, but tw- 2012 was before this major. Man, well, I was doing it and I was doing, uh, most people don't know this, but I was actually one half of a comedy duo podcast <laughs> back in 2007. Is this and, where you're, I'm supposed to ask you to say something funny? No. <laughs> Not I, at all? Nope. Uh, so, uh, December 2007, my show, we're both right. <laughs> it was me and my friend and we'd argue and we'd talk about stuff. And that's all it was. But we were named by iTunes as one of the top 10 new comedy podcasts that wow. year. I forget that sometimes. So, I mean, I've been listening to podcasts in my, since I was in my cubicle summer 2005 when iTunes added it. Wow. So, I don't know. Here, here's the thing. To, to bring it back around to productivity as a podcaster, you got to do what works best for you. If you, think, do, if you think you have to have one episode per week or one episode per day, you're right. But at the same time, if, that's, if your audience isn't going to listen to every single one of them, then maybe you're better off. I mean, uh, for my for my money, I'd rather have once a week with a really good show than once a day with okay shows because listening to enough okay shows means eventually I will be okay with not listening to you anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's so. that's a powerful statement. Well, let's, let's go ahead and, and, and get back. Sorry for my my tree and podcast <laughs> derailment there. Um. <laughs> Let's pull up a question from my friend Rusty. Rusty and I met in Vegas a couple weeks ago at the Thrive Conference, which is incredible. And uh, Rusty says, thank you for taking time to read this question. He says, I'm in the military, so I have a full-time job and I cannot leave. But I've chosen to hustle on the side to prepare for my transition out of the military in 2018. My question is, we all have to sacrifice and say no to the little things so we can say yes to the big things later in life. But one of those big things is my family. What is your advice to balancing family, the side hustle, and a full-time job? Have conversations with your wife, first and foremost. I mean, if, if you've got the full-time job and you've got the family and you've got the side hustle, um, and I've had to have this conversation with my wife is to say, Hey, my idea was basically I want to treat the podcast finally as an actual part-time job. Well, in order to do that, we, we needed to be on the same page. In other words, yeah. like it, it, it had to be a, Hey, daddy's going to go work this evening for a couple hours to get ahead on the side job. And, that just needs to be the way it is. And ultimately um, that's, that's what it comes down to. I mean, it, it's not about planning to be where you're at right now. It's about planning to be where you want to be. And so if you aren't talking together about that and how you get to that, 
and how you all get to that, not just you, then, you know, because that, that brings it back to what I was talking about earlier. It's you're, it's all the same ride. You're all on the ride together. It's not your ride. It's, it's the family car, you know? So back in 2007, that would have been eight years ago, your daughter would have been three. And then when you started Beyond the To-Do List, your current show, uh, she would have been seven, eight-ish, and your son would have been one. How do you pull yourself away from a new baby, new-ish, and say, this is amazing family time, I want to cherish time with my, my young son, but I still have to focus on the long game because I've got some clients right now who um, who have young kids and we don't we don't have any kids but I can understand wanting to spend as much time with them as possible yeah how do you how do you say okay I, I have to pull, step away from this so I can do the things today that will get me where I want to go two or three years from now again it, it's almost as if you, you one you give yourself permission well, you, you, you get permission from the wife first. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like you do, you can't, I mean, you give yourself permission to not be there some of the time as well as your wife giving you that permission. It's you mutually or not mutually. Yes. Mutually co- collaboratively, both of you saying this is a season. Let me get this thing up and running. It's not going to be this way forever. How do we make it work right now till we get to that future point? It's And I can say some of the things that it took was I would work on my show. Like I was working on my podcast at five in the morning sometimes, you know, often actually to get it up and running and consistent and going. I was up from five to seven. I didn't record any interviews then because again, nobody was going to talk to me then unless they were overseas. But uh, (laughs) I, that's when I was up. Like that's when I was up reading a book or listening to somebody else, them on somebody else's show to take notes, ideas of new questions to ask. Um, my own thoughts that, I mean, two hours. I mean, if you think about it, that's one way, like if you get yourself to bed at 10 o'clock, dude, seriously, like get to bed at 10, get a good night's sleep till five. That's about seven hours, that's seven hours. You'll be, you'll be good and you'll meet all of the responsibilities. But then suddenly you've got two extra hours every Monday through Friday not to mention if you add in the weekend too, you got 10 extra hours right there. That's one fourth of a work week or in a month, that's one full work week that you've then allotted to this other thing. You can't maybe, you might be able to do that for a while. You can't do it forever. Maybe you'd have to, you know, lose an hour here or there or definitely sleep in on the weekends, but that's where you find that extra time is, and again, even if you're not a morning person, you train yourself to be because that's what's required of you at that season. Hear what I'm saying? A season to then get something up and running and then it's running and there you go. I, that's, it's, that's encouraging, but also I think tough to hear for even myself who I'm, I'm not a morning person either. Um, but I, I do work a lot, but here's something interesting that I heard, Eric, I, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Gary Vanderchuk, mm-hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, he was also at this, this thrive conference and he was, it was a Friday night that he was there talking to our group. He went, for, we got like five hours with Gary. It was incredible. Wow. That's great. Um, uh, it was a little bit less, not anyway. Uh, he's, he made he said something that 
I don't know if it shocked everybody else in the room. It totally shocked me. Um, he's, he talked about the sacrifice that he was making with his family to be there. And he talked till like 11 o'clock at night, was flying out at 6 a.m. to go back from Vegas to, I guess, New York. He said that would have, if he had missed, that would have been the first Saturday this entire year he had not been home. How is this guy that's so busy... I mean, it's, it's it, we're, none of us are as busy as Gary is. I mean, he's always right. doing something, writing books and all this stuff. And that would have been the first Saturday. So he's obviously making and dedicating time to spend with his family in the midst of being so incredibly busy. But he knows that, or, or what he also said is that when he is there, and I think you might agree with this too, Eric, as much as you are about scheduling things, is that when you're there, when you are dedicating time to your family, whether it's just a spouse or spouse and kids, you got to be 110% present. Yeah, that's the, that's one of the key things too is, and I think that I suspect that's what Gary's doing is the reason he's able to stop for so long and so hard when he's not with family is that when he's with family, he's not hustling, I assume. I don't know. I'd love the chance to ask him myself. Um, he, from every, I've listened to all his shows. From what, from what I'm hearing is that he's recharging at that point and he's savoring those moments. And that's really, uh, in effect, carrying him through um, – it's giving him momentum basically or, or true energy when it comes time to do the hustle because he knows what he's doing it for. Yeah. And, and he, like you, he mentioned um, having that conversation and that's, that's something that I have also talked with my wife, Ashley uh, about, um, you know, when you lock yourself away in this office or wherever you are right now, uh, our spouses have to know what we're doing they either has to be results but they also have to know what we're doing in here because not that it's necessarily weird but we're 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 saying no to that to come into this room close the door lock ourselves in here for three or four hours and come out uh there there has to be less mystery and they have to know somewhat what we're what we're doing yeah um a couple random questions for you what's your social media platform of choice right now I think where I'm really liking seeing more traction again, finally, is Twitter. Um, I think a lot of people see noise, and it's so fast and furious. But uh, I get a lot of feedback there. I get more feedback there than I do on Facebook. Really? Okay. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's just it's what I like the most right now. It may change. But for the most part, it's always been my thing. Okay. Um, that'll bring us into uh, a question from that, uh, that Derek submitted. Do you think Twitter's dying? <laughs> um, I don't think it's dying. I think in a lot of ways, you know, they get, they had layoffs and that's not always a bad thing. If you're saying no to some stuff so that you can be good at the stuff you're good at. So I think they're trying to do that. I think, you know, like a lot of people have thought they've quote unquote lost their way. Some of the way that they've been doing stuff previous to now or recent, who knows? I don't know. I, I see them doing good. I, th I see them doing good things in the future. Blab and Periscope. What do you think about those two things? You know, you mentioned Blab. Uh, I've did, I did a podcast about Periscope. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts on those yeah. two? Blab's fun. I do a weekly Blab with two other guys all about productivity. 
uh, every Wednesday at uh, 11 Eastern. Um, Periscope's fun too. I haven't had the time to get back into that. I was doing it a bit. Um, then my workspace kind of shifted. Um, I'm now out in the upper loft of my garage. So it's like this nice open, I've got a, I've got this, what is it? It's curtains back here behind me so that you can't see that like there's stuff in the rest of the room. But anyway, there's, you can see it over here. There's, there's plenty. <laughs> it's nice. It's, it's private. I'm at a standing desk that I can do here. I'm not in my bedroom. So did you, <laughs> another random thing. Did you see this thing on that? People are sharing on Facebook about the laying down desk. Yeah, I saw that in passing. I was just like, that's not going to happen. That just seems like so awful. I'm th- there's no way that's going to work. I I can't, I can't get anything done sometimes sitting. So <laughs> Well, it's like the, I've seen these kind of memes floating around where it's like caveman, you know, as we kind of evolve. Right. Uh, and then we, we start hunching over because we're looking at our phones or whatever. And then it, all, the last scene is us kind of reclined back with this wraparound uh, computer monitor. And there was, a, um, uh, what, there was a movie in the last few years about that where people were just blobs sitting in on these oh it was uh it's the little robot pixar was it, um, uh wally wally yeah on the okay. spaceship where they're all in these blob chairs yeah i feel it's like just, that sometimes yeah, well, <laughs> sitting all day you know it just seems like that's what this it's it's that next step to in these in these lay down chairs i don't have a stand-up desk i've thought about getting one um but i don't stand all day i can't but I've got a I've got a stool. Well, it's it's like a stool chair back here that I'll pull up, and then I can slide this thing here. If you could see it, anyway, it's it's a I bought it I, I built it I should say from IKEA parts, so it's pretty cool. Well, just a follow up question to that: How I mean, is uh, exercise and health important to productivity, or is it a distraction oh, that's keeping you from doing something that you should be doing? Exercise. Um, here, here's the thing. You only get so much time. So sometimes it's like, man, if I wasn't sitting here actually behind this curtain, there's also a treadmill. Um, so Hey, podcasting listening time is something I've seen less and less as I've gotten busier. Mm -hmm. Treadmills might like podcast time, you know? So you just got to fit it in. Like now what's happening is instead of me getting up at five or six to do work stuff's in a different season for me. So now it's like, well, crap, I'm, I'm trying to pull the cliff Ravenscraft and change things around finally. And, uh, which that's when I do that, man, I saw a picture of him on Instagram and I saw him in person in, uh, a podcast movement. And what was that August? And Mm -hmm. then just a few weeks ago, it's like, Holy crap. That doesn't even look like the same guy anymore. He, He's been on this track for about a year now, which 45. is what he never did back when he did a couple different rounds of this. So I'm super proud. He's only about two hours south of me, and uh, I saw him a couple months ago. And yeah, so I'm just like, Cliff, I want to pull a Cliff Ravenscraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the hashtag train with Cliff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of him. Yeah. Um, and he's a, he's a super cool dude. Uh, another question from Derek, top three tools you use daily to keep your busy life in order. Eric. Um, I, I'll say this. Uh, one of them is not 
something that keeps my life in order per se, but it helps me get stuff done quicker when I have something I have to do. It's called focus at will. Um, Music, right? Yeah. What it does is it plays, uh, what's the best way to put this? It, it, it soundscapes and it's not, you know, like, Ooh, like <laughs> I listen to like almost techno stuff half the time. Cause I love it. Like it, it's like, it's not, it, it gets you pumped up enough that like, you know, you've seen those horses where they've got the blinders on. Mm-hmm. That's what it does to my inner mind. Like it's like blinders to where I'm only looking at what I need to do right now. And any other thoughts in my head kind of go away and I'm just, nailing it like i'm just getting done what i need to get done and i'll set it for 20 30 minutes or an hour and i'll find that suddenly it's like ding and it's done and i'm like well i just got a ton done i just cleaned out my email inbox i just did and so i mean it's well worth it's you pay about 45 dollars for a year but when you break that down over how much you uh, how much i use it and how much more i get done with it than without it it's well worth paying for that versus like coffee seriously so, so if you know if you guys have not heard of focus at will it is essentially it's science applied to music so it's uh, a little bit of psychology and brain waves where it, your brain responds to certain um like beats per minute for example um and it's supposed it's supposed to help you focus i think it works uh, I t- I did a trial run of that and I liked it, but I have a whole playlist of music that I've bought that's piano and classical music. So I usually just I usually just listen to that. Um, yeah, that'll a lot of times that'll work too, depending upon you know what you're doing. Once in a while, I just got to crack some real music too. So yeah, I've got two playlists, basically like work and play, and the work one is, is there's no lyrics, it's just instruments, and it it does help. So it's funny that the if you had you, I think you answer questions. It's like your personality type. Is it, did we do that, Eric? When you first does that sound familiar? Um, I don't remember doing that, but well, there's a there's like a ADD playlist, and it's like all over it's, the place. It's like nailed on a chalkboard to me. Yeah, but I, I wonder if that would, would work. For some people, that'll work. Some people, that's what they need. Yeah, so it, it, it would be worth, worth trying. Let's lock up, knock out uh, Derek's yeah. last question. Um, podcast in the Google Play Store, will that, be, will that finally be the slingshot needed for podcasting to pass traditional radio? What do you think about it in the Google Play Store and Derek's question about it pod, uh, passing terrestrial radio um i don't know if it needs to pass terrestrial radio to be honest i think once cars we're still at that place where cars need to catch up car makers whatever we're, we're seeing it it's stored it's starting to get there with car play and whatever i mean heck um well one, okay so back up it's always good the podcasting is better known it's great that one of the other mobile phone makers this is an iPhone. Sorry. It's not Google. I'll show um, my, my galaxy. S6. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Do you listen to podcasts on your Google phone? And if so, how easy has it been? That's my question to you. Um, I, it's a yes and no question. Since I started working from home almost two years ago, I'm, I'm rarely in the car. So I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts anymore. Yeah. So that's kind of a uh, yeah. Um but other than that, yeah, I, I it's, it's Stitcher. I mean if the if there you go. okay, see and 
but that's a whole other thing. Like it's a whole other ecosystem outside of the one that's native to the phone. It is, but the podcasting app and I, I've, I've no one ever, everyone was like, oh yeah, this is fantastic. But no one has ever said, oh, I love the podcasting app. Not to I, me I think, anyway. Yeah. I, you mean on Apple? Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. I, I think for a while there it was good and then it got better. And then I think the last iteration, it's not as great. But what is cool is uh, on my, I use Overcast. That's my favorite. It's it, the app for it? Mm-hmm, Overcast on, on iPhone. And what's cool is with the iOS 9, as soon as I get into my car, it syncs Bluetooth and uh, I, I plug, you know, I, I st- stick it on the dashboard. It syncs Bluetooth. And because of that, it knows I'm in my car because I'm syncing to that device. And so in the little, and down in the corner, it shows the Overcast app. Like it's smart. It knows, oh, he's in the car. He'll probably listen to a podcast like he does. So it's learned my habits. Okay. So that's really upped my, my listening. Um, I don't really know that that, oh, so that's, that's great, but it'd be great to have cars like with built in and we were getting there. Cars with built-in Bluetooth, automatic, and all that kind of stuff. We're again, we're getting there. I don't really care about terrestrial radio or not. I listen to it once in a while. I turn it on. I flip through the oldies, whatever. But it does, I don't think we need to. I don't think podcast needs to pass terrestrial radio to be good or you know beneficial. I, it's not a competition in my mind. Really. I would agree. It's not a competition. Um, and I would maybe answer Derek's question with some numbers. I mean, I don't know how, uh, how many podcasts are out there. I don't know how many devices that are out there that will play podcasts. But let's say there's 360 million people in the United States. There are at least 360 million devices that can play the regular old radio. So even, <laughs> we would have a long way to go just technology-wise to have that many people even that would have access to it even though we yeah. don't have cell phones but think, think of it in terms of think of it in terms of still people who are paying for cable versus people who are cord cutters that's kind of the i, I picture podcast people as cord cutters where i'm not gonna pay for cable or i'm not gonna pay for radio anymore i'm gonna do my free podcasts Hey, we do have we do have the highest UVerse package here. We uh we <laughs> like our TV. There you right? go. Um, so yes and no, not really on the the slingshot. What other apps? I think I, I cut you off after after focus. Uh-huh. Like, well, what are um what do you use? Are you a to do? You're a to doist guy. That's your app, right? Uh, yeah. For the most part, that's what I use. Trello is another one that I use a lot for uh because of my whole team. Uh, at Social Media Examiner uses that. And that's really cool. It, it, what's really cool, it, it ultimately, ultimately when it comes to a task management app, again, it doesn't really matter which one you pick as long as you use it. Right. As yeah. long as you keep using it. So Trello is one where there's a bunch of different things on there and you, you know, check them off and then you can move them over. It's like, it's like having a giant whiteboard up on your wall, but uh, team members digitally can come in and do stuff all across it and... You know, I kind of wish I had a whiteboard here. I'm a very, I'm, I'm very uh, pen and paper person here. I will do that. I will, I will use digital as my like hardcore, like that's where my stuff is that I receive and then process. But then this morning, or actually rather last night, I get out the little legal pad thing and I will write it all down off my calendar 
and my meeting, you know, meetings today, this one's on there. And, and then as the day goes, I cross the stuff off and it just feels good. You know, I'd rather see it and feel it and know right where I'm at versus out the out of sight, out of mind that a lot of the digital tools give you, you know what I mean? Like if I'm out and about and I'm like, Oh, I got to remember to such and such. And I do that on my phone. If I don't have that set to like annoy me to death later, I won't do it. So I'm better off capturing it a different way. What do you think of Asana? That's what I use. Asana similar to Trello. So Asana's good. Asana's good. Yeah. I, I mean, there are, there are people who swear by it. And again, I'm not going to dig any of them and say, no, that one's crap because if it helps you great. And yeah. I've tried a, bu- I've tried a bunch, I've tried most of them in fact. And what I've gotten down to is, is for the most part, I just need one to capture for me personally. And then I need a separate one for, for everybody else. That's like a team one that I connect with. And then I use my pen and paper. For me, it's, for me, it's, uh, I I judge most apps and whether or not I'm going to use them, whether or not they I can use them on my computer, Windows system and on my phone. If I, if it's one and not the other, it doesn't matter which one it is. Uh, I'm not going to use it because I need to be able to go and pull my phone out of my pocket, add something to my list and pull it up on my computer and check it off. Yeah, there's got you got to be able to sync. That's and and most of them will do that these days. So it it really doesn't make much difference. Slack is good too. I don't know who will. I was going to ask you that uh, about Slack. What are your thoughts on that? I, it was requested um, for my some of the members had asked if there was a way to kind of catalog or keep similar conversations together. Like if we were talking about productivity apps, uh, being able to pull up that chain and then different podcasts we listen to or something in another chain, is Slack a good tool for that? That would be good, yeah. Um, what it does is it really, it doesn't, it's not the email killer. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a way to streamline having to have as many emails is what it is. Um, it, have you tried it before? Have you tried Slack at all? I've got my own account. I've been invited to a handful of accounts. Okay. I think I've logged in a total of three times. Yeah. I've got, uh, so I've got my one, I've got like four or five different Slack groups that I'm part of. One is again for work. One is uh, for a mastermind that I'm in. And then one for the blab that I'm part of weekly. Oh, one for the podcast network that I'm on. And so what's cool is to be able to have uh, like if I were to open up my podcast, here's one of the cool things. I'll say this in my mastermind, there's a channel called retweets. And if you have done something really cool and you'd love the rest of the group to know about it and share that across all social channels, you just take your link and you drop it in there. And we all feel free to do that. That's pretty cool. You know, um, you can have as many different topical channels inside of a Slack group. And, I, I like it. We have, you know, we have one for work that's called customer service. We have another one where it's private. It's just me and this other guy. And we go back and forth and shoot each other stuff. And, and what's fun, what's fun is you can do gifts in there too. So sometimes it's like, anyway, we're messing around, but it's fun. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I'll say this with that one person specifically, we're talking hundreds of emails less that I have to do anything with because I can shoot back and forth. It's like, you know, group I am in a, in some ways. Is it reducing work or just shifting it from the inbox to a uh, web chat? It's both factors. It's not just moving out of the inbox into another, sorry, into another inbox that helps it. 
because then that means that your email's not getting bogged down with those conversations. But also those conversations can happen quicker mm. and with less um, explanation. In other words, it's like, I don't have to type three paragraphs and then say, what do you think? I can say, hey, so-and-so, what you, you know, what you call it about this thing? What do you guys think? And it's, it's because it's, thre- it's threaded and it's not each individual email, <laughs> it helps. I mean, I don't know. You'd have to really dive in and say, okay, let's try it for this one thing for this one reason for a certain period of time and see what, see what we think. But okay. I mean, for me, it, it's great. Okay. I'm, I, I have nothing against it. It's, it's a matter of time for me to go in and figure it out. Um, I've heard good things. So um, before we open up to Q and a, that's which will be when I unmute, um, give everybody the opportunity to unmute themselves. Um, couple questions from Rocco. How do we decipher the distractions and this resistance that Stephen Pressfield uh, has mentioned? I'm sure you've read his book. Um, from trying what works and experimenting with failure, um, how do we know if it's just kind of a fun thing versus uh, this could actually work? You don't know. It's the simple answer is you don't know, but that doesn't mean it's not worth trying. It's not a waste of time to work on one thing and have it fail if you were practicing because eventually, you know, either one of those things works or, um, you know, for example, I didn't, I didn't podcast about productivity the whole time I've podcasted. I podcasted about other stuff, but I got to be a better podcaster because I was podcasting about all that other stuff that when it came time to do the productivity podcast, which is the one that took off, I had so much experience podcasting up to that point that then that bled into it. So don't ever look at something you're trying as something that may or may, you know, will this or won't it work? You know, that's, again, you can ask yourself those questions, but it's all part of one long, you know, connected dots, dot to dot to dot forward. Okay. You know, so do you go, do you go all in each time think knowing that it might not work? That's well, that's, that's a different story. I think it, I think you, you can't, some things are going to require you to go all in to really test to see whether it's worth it or not. Other things are worth doing, especially if you don't have to go all in on it in order to see if it works. Can you give us some examples maybe from the Eric Jay Fisher background? Sure. Um, I would say, for example, I knew when I was going to start the show, the, the Beyond the To-Do List show, that I was going all in on that. Like, I wasn't just going to see if it worked. I was going to carry it out. I, I wrote down 52 names of people that I was going to talk to for a year, knowing I wasn't going to get all of them, but knowing that was a good start, and I was committing to do it for a year. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's not necessarily the, you know, going all in, because again, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Some some people would say going all in means, all right, I'll see you in a month, you know, husband, wife, I'm going out to the shed to build this thing. That's not going all in. That's going all out. (laughs) Like that's going, that's, that's anyway, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, the other thing, so it's probably more likely that, that people mean, you know, how long until I, how do I, how long do I give this thing 
And again, Seth Godin's got a book all about that called The Dip. So, some, I mean, sometimes it, it, you can't see it, but others can if they look look at it from outside and say, if you push past this inflection point where it feels like it's not working, but if you just did this one other thing, it comes back up and works. It's Unfortunately, it's a very circumstantial answer. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I just see, I was going through, uh, I installed this plugin on my site called, uh, I don't know, it, it it's broken link checker. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at, uh, uh, links from my site to other sites that had, uh, four, we're now getting 404 errors or they're not working. And there was a handful down at the very bottom of where I'd linked to other blogs within the last couple of years and people had stopped. They, yeah. Like, they didn't like, they're just done. No more domain renewal, no more <laughs> hosting account. They just quit. And I've talked time and time again about, it was, it was about 80 blog posts before I felt comfortable writing. It was 20 podcast episodes before I felt like I didn't suck. 40 before I thought I was all right. 60 before I felt like I'd hit my groove. Um, and I'm at 98 published right now. Um, but I, just, people give up. I mean, yeah. if you're not, you if you don't enjoy it, just stop anyway. But right. Well, you know the statistic that most po- most podcasts don't make it past the seventh episode, and you know if you can plan to get past that, yeah, and that's seven consecutive weeks. So here, that's the th- that's the key piece right there. Is again, it's still that time period. It's not you know a mad flurry rush of activity at the very beginning and then fade away. It's you know how how much to- how long are you willing to stick with something mm. and. If you think you can't, I mean, again, if you can't see yourself doing it for a year, if you can't plan out, honestly, if you can't plan out doing a whole year's worth of shows topically, and that's where I got the idea from was uh, Daniel J. Lewis. When he started his uh, Audacity to Podcast show, he said he had written down, maybe not in order, but he had written down a full year's worth of possible show ideas. And by that he knew, okay, this has legs. I'm going to keep going with this. I'm starting now and I'm just going to kind of reorder stuff. So that's where I took that idea from, for me with, with guests. So, okay. I've got one more question from Rocco and then I have a completely selfish question that I want to ask you. Um, Rocco says, what point and how do you know when you've gotten there, when you transition from the guy who interviews experts to becoming the expert yourself? When people are asking you on their podcast to talk about that thing as the expert. Can you expedite that process or is it sit back? Uh, yes, and- you, yes, you can. I'll say, I'll say this. When I started it, I wasn't going after being the expert. I was going after me, myself, learning from the experts. And that's still going on, to be honest. That's never going to stop. Uh, I will still always be a student of productivity and of these people. However, I will say that once I learned enough, about six months in, people started to ask me to be on their shows. I could have expedited that by doing more from my own voice um, without an interview. If I had thrown in a solo show with me, you know, and and this is actually what I'm kind of curating or, you know, I've got it in the works right now where I'm doing a solo show once a month from this point forward in January, um, where 
I've just basically stood here in front of the mic and just kind of rambled on a topic that I've already collected notes on. Then that dicta- it's dictated into the computer. So then I've got that and I can kind of craft those words, make it almost a blog post and then go back and record that. And then that way I've got the blog post version and the recorded voice podcast version and it's me and it's only me. So then it's me speaking as the authority. You can do that as soon as you're able to do it. Honestly, you can do that before you're ready to do it. And that speeds up the process too. And I, I mean, do you ever, have you, you ever know asked, that. yeah, have you ever asked to be on somebody's show, Eric, when you're trying to promote your own expertise oh or I'll Man. own it and say yes. That's, yeah. Uh, you know what? I probably could get away with it. It's just a touchy subject for me because sometimes I get weird, the weirdest people asking to be on my show and that has turned me off so much to asking for myself to be on someone else's show. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's Wait. interesting. I so I I have not asked to be on somebody's show necessarily, but I have said, "Hey, this is my story. I think it might help your audience who wants to, who are, might be going through the same things. Who, you know, the end result might help them. Um, if you think that would be a good idea, let me know." And that's how I usually approach that. And when uh-huh. go, ahead, go ahead, and that's and that's a better way to do it. Like the way that I get it is, you know. Hey, I'd like to pitch me being on your show. Here's why. I'm already tuned out after that first sentence. Yeah, I've gotten those and it's so they're hard to differentiate real people from like some fake person that's just blasting everyone under the sun. So any way that uh, you can make sure that you're a real person out there is a good idea. Here's my question to you, Eric. I, I emailed uh, my list over the last few days about what I want to do with my show next. Not, and I mentioned this at the very beginning, what I want to do, how I want to do it, how I can move the needle for people and help them answer questions. One of the things that I want to do is I would like to build my coaching business. If I can get uh, a handful or two more clients, that'll put me over six figures. Uh, it'll be more money than I was ever making at Dell, which would be fantastic. All those wonderful things. I am thinking... And I don't know if anybody is doing this, doing each episode as a free coaching call for people where they would volunteer, we would do it and it would be totally transparent. Mm -hmm. Um, They would just like an interview, the, the guest would get help. The listener would see how things are done um, and they would get inspiration in their problems and those kinds of things, just like an interview. And then I would also be showcasing um, what I would like to think, uh, and my past clients would hopefully like to think, uh, is some talent. Do you think that's a good idea or is that self-serving? What are your thoughts on that? That's not a bad idea. Um, I know, I don't know who it is, but I know a guy in my mastermind was telling us about somebody basically doing something very similar to that. Um, where, they they are a coach like that, you know, a business coach, and they'll they hit record and they do the whole call, and then near the end, he's like, "Man, this turned out really well. Do you mind if I? Do you mind if I put this out as my podcast?" Well, I think that that you know, I don't know if it's true or not that he says that at the end um, to that he's really asking for permission there at the end. He's probably already gotten it. Otherwise, anyway, whatever. But uh, I think doing that with that intention, I think then it's the key piece here is how do you get somebody who knows 
Um, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think, you know, hey, if you can, if it, show, it, it showcases you being able to do it, it showcases what kind of call you, they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always up to you, of, you know, how much, I think the, the thing to walk the line of is, is how confidential can you be then sometimes or how open they will be if they know it's going to go out as a show. Uh, yeah, but, and I I think the the way that that would be done, at least how I would do that is, you know, say, oh, well, oh, well can you leave that part out? And I would never argue that fact because um, I would want to be want people to be open, but I do recognize that it would kind of be um, somewhat sensitive and yeah, be I want I would want people to be open. And my my hesitation with that idea is. I think that would be really good for me in a business standpoint. And I agree. And most people would agree. Uh, I, I know Ray Edwards has said this, your podcast should be a, a marketing tool to drive towards something else. And so right. that, would, that would work for me. I just don't, wouldn't want that to come across as Ellery focused. So I thought I would ask. Yeah. I, and again, you could make that mistake, but I think it's all in how you handle it. So yeah, I would want to be up front and, um, and and everything like that. Eric, thank you for hanging out with me and my members today. Um, if you guys liked this call and you joined uh, because this was a, more of a public call than just to members only, make sure you go to members.ellerywells.com. Uh, if you go to slash 30FOR1, you can get a whole month for just a dollar. Um, Eric, again, thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, until I see you again in person, it's been a great chat with you today. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. So before I forget, I want to mention something to you about Slack. If you have thought about implementing Slack, you go to slack.com or whatever, you can find it. It's uh, it's probably free for you can get started for free and I'm still on a free plan. That's beside the point. If you go to slack.com, you can see what I'm talking about. But one thing that I've discovered is after we went in with this, after this call and having a few more calls, you know me, you know, I love to do my research and test and probably get too many different opinions. Well, early in 2016 here, we decided my mastermind members, my membership site, no, not membership site, my, my masterminds and coaching clients, current and past, we decided to implement Slack. We've up until up until middle of February, February we were using Facebook. We have a private group, and we were all in there chatting and sharing things, and it was it was going really well. But one of the things that I thought would be nice is to implement something where we would be able to have conversations based on category. So if we were talking about email marketing, we could have a separate channel all about email marketing tools, the things we use, blah, 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 and have a separate channel for maybe random things or uh, conversations about conferences. And we decided to use Slack. And throughout the month of March, and here we are almost at the very end here, March 2016, we've been using Slack almost exclusively. And hopefully this next little bit will add an extreme amount of value to you and your business if you are considering Slack. If not, skip ahead, I don't know, 36, 30, 30, 30, 60, 90 seconds, something like that. 
But here's what I noticed about using Slack. It killed the Facebook group. We can revive it again. But almost no interaction was happening on Facebook anymore because I asked everybody to go all in. Let's let's give it our best shot and see if we really like Slack. If we go all in, move all of our comments over there, how will we like it? Let's Let's give it a fair shot. Here, after using it almost a month, here's what I have found. The, the social interaction total overall between groups and among, within, um, between, yeah, between groups and within groups has almost completely vanished. Uh, yes, there are topical discussions in Slack. We've got, I don't know, we've got 10 or 12, maybe 15 different channels. I created a channel for, you know, welcome start here. We got a blogging channel, books to read, talking about books to read, what's on our reading list, uh, how to write books, tips for book writing, conference talks, uh, resources for crowdfunding, email marketing, Facebook ads, landing pages, sales funnels, tips for Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all kinds of social media tips, tools, and tricks, WordPress, it's, it's got a, it's a great way to categorize that information. However, again, what we noticed, and I don't know if I noticed this myself, I, but whenever I asked the, asked my guys, my clients, my members, uh, what they thought of it, they pointed out to me, our inner, our social interaction has almost completely gone away. And I think I'm playing with the idea of moving it all back to Facebook. Because it's not worth the decline or elimination of the social interaction to have things listed by topic. It's just not worth it for me. It may be worth it for you and your business, but Slack is a great business-only tool. But that's not the reason why I created the Facebook group in the first place. We have a lot of business discussions in our coaching calls and in our mastermind calls. It's about the community. I want to have and create, build and grow a community around this idea of entrepreneurship. Like we talked about in last, in the last episode and in uh, number 99, I want to create this culture of entrepreneurship. And when we moved to Slack, that culture died. And I hope you hear my, my somewhat frustration, but my passion behind that because this was a big decision. And I think even even after all of the the praise and the positive things that have come out of or, or all of the good talk that I've heard about using Slack and honestly it did almost exactly what I wanted it to do but I didn't see the side effect that it would again it's not beyond repair or rebuilding but it almost completely destroys any social interactive interaction between members and I just wanted to point that out uh, because it, Slack and its implementation have been a big thing for me over the last few months. And, and that group dynamic is a big part of the coaching programs that I offer and the members, um, mastermind programs that I offer. Being able to not only have that small group interaction, but it be, be being able to access a group, a larger group of people who are like-minded. So, it's been a big deal for me. If you're if you're one of my um, mastermind clients or coaching clients, I'd love to hear your feedback. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the coming weeks. But that's where I am right now, uh, shutting it down and 
moving everything back over to Facebook to boost that social interaction, even though we might sacrifice some of that convenience in topical discussion. It's just, uh, it's, it's too big of a change right now. And, uh, I think we're going to go back anyway. If you are on Snapchat, I want you to go over to your phone. I want you to open up the app right now. It shouldn't it shouldn't stop playback, anything like that. I want you to open up your Snapchat. I'm going to do it right here. And once that yellow screen loads, I want you to swipe down. And then I want you to go to Add Friends right here. It's that middle button. And I want you to add by username. I want you to search for Ellery Wells, as in no space, E-L-L-O-R-Y-W-E-L-L-S. And for those of you in the cheap seats, E-L-L, I'm just kidding, uh, ElleryWells.com, you probably know how to spell it right now. Sorry, not .com, that's just a habit. Uh, search for Ellery Wells in Snapchat. I, wanna, I share all kinds of stuff. Uh, I share mostly behind the scenes, fun kind of things. You know what, I'm going to snap one right here, and I am recording. I'm recording the podcast right now. If you're following me on Snapchat right now, you'll see this. If you're listening to the podcast, you will see this later. And I just did a Snapchat right there. It's pretty cool. Oh, see, it just replayed. Anyway, let's get social. Let's have some interaction. Let's create this culture of entrepreneurship. Let's build something together. Let's do something amazing together. Think collaboration instead of competition. It's been a hundred episodes of this show, guys. It has been one hundred. That's over a, golly, it's over a hundred hours. Think about where you could drive in a hundred hours and listen to the show. Um, it's been a journey. And it is just beginning. We are making a pivot here. I'm going to, if you're looking through your news feed or your, uh, your iTunes feed or Stitcher feed, you're going to see a kind of credits, a, a thank you episode after this before we start over with, with show number one of the Ellery Wells show. And I'm really excited to that. I wouldn't have been able to do it for you. Uh, except for you, because if I would have logged in, honestly, if I'd logged into uh, iTunes and it and ninety nine episode ninety nine hadn't done all that well, if it had been kind of a flop, I, I, I would have shown up. I would have been here. You'd be hearing this. You'd still have the Ellery Wells show because. Because I have committed to that, I, I've I've stated that goal, and I've said what I'm doing. However, I don't know if I would have as much gusto and energy behind it. And if it doesn't sound like I have a whole lot of energy right now, it's almost 5 o'clock in the afternoon of a very long day, and I was up late playing The Division on PlayStation last night. So I'm a little bit tired, and it's been a long day. And it's been quite a long time since I've had any caffeine. So, But the passion is here. It may not, I may sound tired, but the passion is here. And if I hadn't been able to log in and see, uh, log into iTunes and see that you guys have listened, uh, I, I would probably sound kind of blah because, uh, it, the interaction with listeners like you makes it all worth it. It sounds dumb, doesn't it? It sounds corny. It's, it's like all those things that you would hear on, on PBS when they're asking for donations. This show is only capable of, of being here with you, but that's the truth. I mean, if you've done anything cool in your life, and I know you have, it's getting that, that feedback from the people you care about and the people you're producing that content for or putting on a show for. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I, I'm going to wrap it up today. This is episode 100 
of the Empowered Podcast. I am your gracious and thankful host, Ellery Wells. Check out the show notes for this page if you want to go to empoweredpodcast.com slash 100 slash 100. You can find the show notes and the links to what Eric and I talked about today. If you want to try out Slack, there's a link right there. It's not an affiliate link, but I think it's worth trying. Figure out how to build the life that you want. Think, Begin with the end in mind and work backward and build the work-life balance that you want and go do something awesome, guys. I'm proud of you. I, I'm here with you. And if you need anything, please feel free to reach out and let me know. Have an awesome day. I love that music.